Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. Bex told me she's off travelling, but she's lost her passport. So I'm currently helping her search for it. Emma. And I'm the person who stole Bex's passport. And now I'm gallivanting around the world with her identity. Connor. What have we got coming up this week, Connor? Well, we have your weekly roundup, of course. We also have your usual slapping Dan and Hero of the Week. And we'll also be reading chapter two of our collaborative fan fiction. But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Stice! Puppies in the fridge! Sausage surprise! Hope you enjoyed the fireworks! Good night! Well, 25 episodes later. Ooh, who would have thought it? Who would have thought we're still here? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's all down to everyone who supports us and gets involved in all of our things. So big thank you to all of you and thank you for listening. We actually didn't think we would have any listeners. No, we <laughs> thought we'd have to be buying some bots by now. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, how many do you want, Emma? <laughs> thousand, thousand. Right, that's that's gonna cost about a hundred quid. So we'll 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 go half as. <laughs> yes, yeah, still here. Yeah. I have to say, loving all the choices that our followers out there on Twitter have picked for the, the collaborative fan fiction. Oh yeah, chapter two. Obviously, we're reading it today, and I have to say, they're my favourites. <gasps> I just love them. E we cried with laughter writing yeah. this chapter it was so funny it was the even reading it back <laughs> yeah no it's because it's the lines it's the lines about what you chose so obviously we'll give you the rundown of what what you've picked so you get a little sample of what's going to be in the chapter so when we were creating this to put on twitter in our polls we didn't know at this point we were going to be slaters no we didn't no so big mo was on there yes yes we didn't think that through did we, we didn't because now she's our nana <laughs> But we're also going to meet her again. <laughs> yes, so it tied. You voted for us to meet Big Mo and Sonia, but we've made it work. We have made it work. <laughs> we've made it work. <laughs> we've been a lot more careful now because we were like, oh, why did we put Big Mo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we suddenly realised after it went through. <laughs> we're like, oh. You also chose for the meeting place to be in the cafe and... My two favourites here, tied. <gasps> I'm so honoured that you picked both Trouble with the Bins <gasps> and a power cut to be our big drama. Oh, I'm so honoured. <laughs> I know. They're two iconic storylines. They, th- I'm not being funny. Those are two of the greatest storylines <laughs> ever written into <laughs> EastEnders. You chose our friends to be Balam, oh, which works perfectly because perfect. we've already met them. We've already started to get that friendship. Exactly. Did a bit of flirting. Oh. Smirking. <laughs> Always smirking. <laughs> Always smirking. And you chose for me to be locked in Martin's shed. Wow. <laughs> That's the one I was hoping honor. for. What an honour. What an honour. <laughs> we all know that he keeps lots of secrets in there. So yeah. I needed to go in and have yeah. a look. Thank you. I think that's such an honour. It is. Fan fiction aside, let's move on to the actual real show. Whatever Lola wants. Lola gets. And she doesn't want a baby. That's for certain. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful performance. Thank you. Thank you. That's for any of you youngins out there who haven't seen Kinky Boots. Go see it. 
Guess I you. hadn't, so <laughs> Connor just she took the reins. <laughs> I know, I had to. I had to do it solo this week. <laughs> I was like, I do not know that. <laughs> <laughs> you should actually go see it. It's a really good show. Me and Ross loved it. That's my fiancé, by the way. Not some random man. Not just man. some random man. <laughs> he meets you, he takes you out to the theatre. That's what I do. Just go on these. Some people use Grindr for hookups. I use the theatre. <laughs> I just sit Probably down helps next to random people. Probably helps kinky in there. <laughs> I just sit down next to random people and, you know, try my luck. <laughs> anyway, back with the show. <laughs> back with the show. Yeah, this yeah, week. This, this week. A lot of Lola. A lot of Lola. A lot of Jay. And also, we learned something. We did. Lexi and Denny had some lovely times together. Should we just take a moment to remember them all? Yeah. I think we should go through all of them. I think we should talk about every moment that Denny and Lexi had together. Oh, God, yes. It might take a while, guys. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that was that good. Was, that yeah. was good, yeah, yeah. Those were nice times. Nice times. Do you remember what you she know was what? like with them? They're practically brother and sister, the way they go on. That's, that's Lexi's, beautiful. Lexi's distraught. I mean, Lexi hasn't been going to school, yeah. has she, really? She's, she never spent any time with them. So infuriating. I love it when they're like, hey, do you remember? Do you remember the way no. Jenny was with Lexi? No, we don't. We don't because we don't have the ability to look into Soap World when it's not on TV. Like <laughs> It didn't happen. This didn't happen on television. So how are we meant to know? <laughs> we feel nothing. We feel nothing for this. <laughs> they didn't have a brother-sister bond. We never saw it. Denny was always off doing whatever Denny was doing. Eating a biscuit and, you In know. In the kitchen. Starting cyberbullying. Like, that was his thing. Lexi definitely wasn't <laughs> that doing was that. That was just his thing. <laughs> Lexi was, you know, doing her dances and, and drawing and things. I mean, they're not even of the same age. No. Why would they be kind of like socializing? It's a, I think Denny's the kind of person who at that age would have just been yes, like, I don't want to hang around with you. And would have went out. A 13-year-old boy would not want to be spending time with like a five-year-old girl. Or no. whatever Lexi is. Like, come on. She's way too young. And he would be more interested in, like, girls, video games, drug dealing. You know, that sort of stuff. The classics. Even Jay was talking about all the times he spent with them. <laughs> and I was like, I'd probably count them on one hand. So there was that time you said, hello, Denny. <laughs> that other time, Jay, when you said, hello, Denny. <laughs> and that other time in the kitchen when he said, hello, hello Denny. Denny. <laughs> yes, remember all those classic moments. <laughs> Brings a tear to my I eye when I think about emotional. it. So yes, um, Lexi basically really couldn't go to school because she's still oh, so God. distraught over Denny. I'm not being funny. Lola Hun, if you don't send her to school soon, you're going to end up with a serious fine. She will. Like, I'm surprised she hasn't already got one, you know. I know. Schools these days They're don't mess. down. They don't mess these days. Exactly, oh, no, Emma. No. They don't mess these days. They'll be coming at her door and they'll be like, going, right, you come to court, that'll be a £100 fine. And if you don't pay it, that'll be a £1,000. That's I'm what surprised I'll be like. the police haven't seen her wandering around. I know. Because they take her out. Oh, true, yeah. That is true. You know what? They, you they can do that whole thing. Yeah, remember? Yeah, they're truancy officers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember them? The fake police. Yeah, and they used to hang around the shops where the yeah. like On the yeah. little bikes. I used to love them. <laughs> I used to think of them as the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, like, <laughs> which, like, pedals along. Did anyone else have them? Or was I just here? <laughs> <laughs> just, just up north. I just had truancy officers. 
couldn't stretch the budget anywhere else. Or, or maybe there was just too many people to win. I have to say, I'm very proud of Lexi for her capabilities of lying. Oh, yeah. She's impressing me with this capability. She knows how to play truant. She's got it down to a T. She knows how to wag a day off school. I don't know how proud. Lola proud. can ring up so confidently like, yeah, she's having another day off. Yeah, I know. If this was our, if this was our high school, they'd read off a filth. They'd be like, oh, right, yeah. we're sending a we're sending someone around to check. I had been sick and I said that I needed to go home. Oh, don't get me started on trying to go home. They just they just sat us down in the, in the corridor. You know the bit next to the reception. <laughs> yes, yes. You just sit us down in the corridor and just leave us there. They used to say, Well, wait here for five minutes. If you feel better, you can go back to class. <laughs> I know what I'm just saying. But I've just uh-huh. been sick. You could have the people on a plague and that little woman with her short silver hair, she'll be like Oh she'll be like, Don't you dare, you're not going home, you're staying here. She was terrified. She was evil, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll phone your parents, but uh if they don't answer then you'll oh, just yeah? have to stay. If they don't answer after the second ring you're staying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you would go up. Have you rang Your arms falling off? <laughs> have you rang them yet? No, I've been busy. No, you haven't. <laughs> You've been sitting there. We're sat watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. So yes, uh, clearly Alexi's school doesn't have that woman on reception stopping her because um, she just seems to have no days at school. No. But whilst all this is happening, Lola's got a lot of other things on her plate because she's just found out she's pregnant. But she doesn't want it. If she doesn't want it, I will give Jay the baby he wants. As Tiffany Pollard said about Scotty T on Celebrity Big Brother, I will be here for Jay. I will be here with open arms, open legs and an open mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i promise i can give him the baby he wants i'll just go like mad me be like i want my baby (laughs) (laughs) good times good times yeah devastated that they're having a child at the same time because it destroys my dreams of ever being with him but you know well jay wanted the baby he seemed very excited when they heard the news oh he did bless his heart because if you think Jay has had such a tough life with his dad dying, that so yeah, then he, he, was... he didn't have family really. This would be mm. his family. Yeah, exactly. Because I think he, his dad basically like kind of left him, didn't he? Yeah. In the care of that older man, Bert. Um, I think it was like his granddad or something, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and then his dad died. And then his dad died, got kind of adopted by Billy, yeah. but then that didn't quite work out. So then he moved in with Phil. Phil. It got adopted by Phil, like legitimately. And then that kind of didn't work out because Phil chucked him onto the streets. Like, he's had quite a rough life, Jay. So I think what he really wants is a steady family. I, like, I, like I said, I can give him that, Emma. You can. I can give him that. If he, if he wants a child <laughs> and a you, steady you can life, I can do it. I will do whatever I need to do to get it. <laughs> I am that meme. I volunteer. <laughs> I am that meme. I volunteer. <laughs> but yes, my obsession with Jay aside. Um, I felt really sorry for him because obviously, you know me, I'm very pro women's rights to her own body. Lola is well within her right to turn around and say, listen, this is my body. I ain't having this baby. It's going to ruin this temple. So I'm getting rid of it. But Poor Jay is going to be absolutely devastated. You can tell he's going to be devastated. Well, he was scared. So he was talking mm-hmm. to Billy because he was like, is he ready to be a dad? And yeah. Stuff like that. Isn't it weird? Like, Lola's had a baby with her cousin practically. Yes. And yeah, now yeah. she's having one with... Her sort of cousin again. Yeah, because Billy kind of adopted Jay and yeah. then Phil did. 
It's all very odd. Well, Phil's legitimately adopted Jay, hasn't he, at one point? Yeah. So, really, that is her adopted cousin. She likes <laughs> keeping it in the family. I mean, <laughs> what can we say? <laughs> so did those people on Jeremy Kyle. Remember them? The brothers. Oh, the brothers. Oh, never get tired of talking about them. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Go back oh. to the anniversary episode of the podcast. We talk about them in great oh, detail. That episode. I'm sorry. You are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> just like I mean if you're having a bad day watch that watch that always cheers me up always cheers me up I think well at least at least life isn't that at bad at least life isn't that bad so yes Lola has basically made her mind up I think I think she did from the beginning because her face was just like I am not ready for this and she has also got a lot on like she's got work she's already got Lexi who's a bit of a handful as well like she's clearly not going to school um, and Ben, who's now deaf, she's having to also support. So it is really difficult for, for Lola to kind of imagine how this is going to be even manageable for her. And also, they don't really have their own home or anything, so I she would have to thinking be thinking about well. that. Yeah, they don't have their own... They're, they're not settled. They I want to bring a baby up in the right environment for you. Exactly. I think Lola's being pragmatic about it. I think she is being sensible. But she did talk to Chantel yes, as well about she it. Did. She didn't just, you know... Yeah, it wasn't on a whim. Yeah, she's really thought about it. At first she, she was like, Ugh. and then she was like, I, I'll talk to people about it. And it was mm. nice to see her actually at work. It was actually, because do you know what? We were I've just been talking missing, about it, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, I have been missing seeing that hair salon because I think back to the times when like Chrissy Watts ran a hair salon. Oh, that was great. That was some great stuff. Tanya, when she, Tanya? she ran a salon, fabulous. You got loads of little interactions that were great. So I love to see that. But why did two of them need to do Tina's hair? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Tina's not Rapunzel, love. Like, her hair's yeah. not going out the flipping... I was like, why is it taking two of you? Yeah. Also, it was nice to see Chantelle at work as well. Yes, even though she's kind of doing it all, like, one-handed, because <laughs> I'm not sure that I would trust yeah, I her with my trust hair. wouldn't trust her, no. No, because I've seen a lot of <laughs> celebrities as a hands. <laughs> yes! And it just gives me flashbacks to Steve, Steve Strange. Strange. Yeah, yeah. You know what he... Look that up, it's so good. Look up Steve Strange, celebrities as a hands. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. He should not have been using a pair of scissors. <laughs> it was the shake. So when they'd be in the fringe. He'd be going for their fringe. He'd be like shaking with the scissors right next to their eyes. I'd be like, oh. Iconic. Oh, iconic man. So yes, celebrity scissor hands aside. Um, <laughs> Chantel decided, I know what's going to help Lola out. I'm going to tell her about my experience with Grey. Okay. I like the way that she rephrased all of this terrifying okay. situation because I feel like Chantel sold it in a kind of charming manner. She left out the part where Grey was basically forcing her to have a baby. Yeah. She was like, yeah, he really wanted a baby. But in the end, I just told him no. I'm obsessed with you, Sadio, with your, your fake broken arm. Maybe <laughs> anyone else can see it. <laughs> I'm very method. Our <laughs> listeners know I'm very method. I embody the characters. <laughs> you are, Chantel. That's the plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> so after a heart-to-heart with Chantel, she decides she's going to go talk to Jay about this. Jay was very understanding, which I'm very happy about. Yes, but you know what? I'm starting to get the vibes that actually... He's Jay, maybe not. <laughs> Jay hasn't heard what Lola's actually saying. <laughs> okay. I'm getting vibes that maybe, maybe, he has heard every other word in a sentence because I feel like he's going to think, 
Right, Lola says we're not really settled. Oh, yes, I get where you're going because we all know he's going to propose. Yes. We saw the ring. Yep. Yeah. I feel like he's going to he go, if she- I get her married, <laughs> yeah. she will give me the baby. Oh. Well, Jay, I don't think that's going to happen, love. I think rather than just that little quick chat around the dinner table, maybe it'd be better if they had a, a proper chat about the scenario. Yes. Actually, sit down. Well, yeah. That would be expecting a lot from EastEnders people because they don't really talk about their emotions that well, do they? Yeah, sure. Ben screams his at Callum and Callum just pretends he doesn't have feelings and then Jay's like, you know, telling Lola and Lola's like, sorry, don't feel the same. So they're not really that great at expressing emotions, <laughs> are they? <laughs> their expression work could 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 do with some um, improvement. Yeah, yeah. Needs to improve. That will be on their report. Um, Speaking of reports, what are they going to put on Lexi's? Oh. She had another day off. I know. The next day. Next day. Very off next again. day. I mean, and this time it was to look after Ben. I mean, come on. Who thought that was a good idea? Our school really going to believe this? She's basically a young carer. She's like, you know, she should be on like children in need. Shouldn't she? The poor Ben has been left to look after her grown adult father. It's the way they were like... That's not fair on her, but then left her anyway. <laughs> Maybe Lola's right about not having another child. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I think, you know, Jay's my dream dream man. I'm not just saying that because, you know, he's cute as a button and I want him. And Lexi's day took a turn for the worse. It did, didn't it? So Ben's arguing with, well... He's not really arguing. No, some man just shouting at him. Some man is just shouting in Ben's face and Ben can't hear what he's saying. So he's just saying, Carlotte's not open. Carlotte's closed. <laughs> I love that. Carlotte's closed. Look <laughs> <laughs> that that man didn't twig that there's something clearly uh-huh. not right. He just kept going. Just kept shouting at him. And then Lexi goes and's like, nah, I'm that. Why is that like customer service though as well? Like, oh, is it that is? not just customer service in absolute perfect glory? We don't have it in. Well, I need it. I need it. Well, we don't have it in. Maybe try another store. But I need it now. I'm Why sorry. is it this price? I don't have magic powers. And I also don't do the pricing. Yeah, I love. Why is it this price? <laughs> it was cheaper the other year. <laughs> we had times Three change. years ago when I came in, it was one pound. Do you understand how distribution works? Supply and demand? If there's a lot of demand, it's going to go up in price. Yeah, anyway. Retail. <laughs> retail nightmares aside. <laughs> so Lexi decides to give him a piece of her mind. Just shouting and bawling, screaming at that car, and Ben's just walking away. So inevitably, <laughs> there. I do love it because clearly, like, clearly he's deaf, like that, and that's not his fault. But he isn't blind. <laughs> he isn't blind. Like I love Ben, but he isn't blind. How did he say I just go toddling off? Does he not like look to her? No. Nope. <laughs> he on once, just kid. carries on. Uh, just off to the on. Vic. Just off to the Vic. And then it was yeah, all. I was barren- thinking that. I was like, if taking a child to the pub, look to the side. <laughs> You'd be like, Lexi? Yeah. It was just so funny. <laughs> and then it obviously got all very dramatic. They I put know. the scary music on. Lola's freeze framing. She's like, Lexi! Then Ben's like, oh! turns around. How did that man not look in his mirrors? <laughs> How did he hear us First thing when you're doing your driving lessons. I know. Make you check your mirrors. Exactly. Clearly, terrible. Clearly a terrible driver. Clearly a terrible driver. So inevitably, he hit her. Everyone, I think all of Twitter gasped. I was like, oh my God. <gasps> I didn't think it was going to go like that. Gasped. 
And then... So she's definitely ending another day off school. She's, yes, this is legit. <laughs> but when Lola rings up now, do you not think they'll be like, you're crying wolf? Wolf. <laughs> because one minute it's she has a cold. Next, Denny's dead. Now she's looking <laughs> after Ben. And now she's been hit by a car. Well, do you know what's really funny? I kind of thought, well, now she actually can't use this as an excuse though because they cut back to her and she's perfectly fine. She's <laughs> watching true. Aladdin or something. I love it. Oh, I was so sad when Ben was fretting about not being able to hear her ever again yeah. as well. That really upset us when he was like, what if I never hear her voice again? <laughs> I was like, oh. But oh, other than that, Lexi's totally fine. And that's the main thing. So Daniel's dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. And Stuart brought home the ashes to Jean. Oh so sad i just keep wanting to think that maybe this is just another fake death and that somewhere he's out there you never know you might come back pay our rent again <laughs> oh hopefully i hope he does i hope he does because they were literally my favorite couple for like the last few months it's when she was like you've brought him home oh, <gasps> oh i just can't i just can't too many deaths too many deaths daniel, so many daniel leo Leo, I mean, Leo was oh, yeah. not as cut up about because he was crazy, but yeah. but yeah, but still another death, another death, another Anyone death. Else? Well, Bex is practically dead. She's left the left the show. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Her storyline's dead. There you go. <laughs> so yes, Daniel's ashes got brought home, and you know everyone was there to comfort Jean, more especially since oh, she was yeah. rifling through all of his things and planning on selling all of his watches. Those watches could make a, a bit of money. Just have those sold in five minutes. So all this is going on, but Jean is wanting to keep herself occupied. So she thinks, obviously, Suki has cancer, but we all know Suki's lying about it. Yeah, she's a lying scumbag. And <laughs> but we all love her. We all love to hate a good, a good villain, don't we? And Jean, being a volunteer at the hospital, thinks, oh, it's a perfect way in, try and help her out, yeah. ask a few questions, because Suki's saying she's not getting this, blah, blah, blah. I know, I love it. Yeah, her. she's not getting anything or hearing from anyone. Because she doesn't going. have cancer. She doesn't have it. She doesn't have cancer. She's lying. She's lying. It's so obvious. We've tweeted so much, haven't we? She looks good for someone who is terminally ill and said that she had five months, like, you know, three months ago. Come on. So Jean thinks, well, they're not answering us, all this. Yeah. Why? I know I'm going to do a nice thing. I'm going to give her Daniel's bed. <laughs> Who would want a dead person's bed? Firstly, I was like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it a clean sheet? Is it a new mattress? Is it just the bed frame? I mean, all these questions need to be answered. The last thing I would want is a used bed. But then, <laughs> yeah, even more so, By a, dead person. a dead person's used bed. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's definitely going to be haunted. That's going to be haunted. That's creepy as out. <laughs> I'll be terrified. I'll be scared that it's going to turn into like The Exorcist. You know, where it was like the bed rocks and everything at the night. That's what I'll be terrified of. I love how she keeps asking her as well, how you find the bed? Oh, She's yeah. Like, yeah, fine. <laughs> How's that memory foam mattress? <laughs> Sleeping like a log. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sinking into Daniel's memory foam? <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh. oh, awful. I mean, I did love it because it's so Jean to me that like, She's lost Daniel, so what she's going to do to keep herself busy is help other people. Yeah. 
And I was just like, oh, Jean, you've picked the wrong person, though, love. She's evil. She's going to, yeah. she'll take you for every penny you're worth and more. She will ruin your life. So Jean also, to keep herself busy, yes. is now organizing Daniel's funeral. Although he didn't want one. Yeah. She wants to do one in her own special way and buries ashes at the allotment. Well, you'll have plenty of company. Arthur's over there with his shovel. I'm sure he'll be helping, keep him busy. You know, Arthur spent a lot of time in that allotment. I'm sure he's still there. Jean wanted everyone to wear bright colours. Yes. I loved when Shirley was like, Jean wants to address as the Teletubbies. Can I raise your wardrobe? Yeah, Linda. to Linda. <laughs> By the way, can I just say, I am gagging on Shirley's like Muppet surprise coat that she wore. <laughs> I have never ever seen like Shirley look so good. Hey, her pink suit was lovely, wasn't it? it was, she really rocked it? that. I loved her big fluffy coat, though. That's that's a must. She's going to wear that again. She looked <laughs> she like looked she's so happy in Muppet. it. <laughs> she looked so happy in she it. She did. She did. She also asked Kat uh, if she was going in for Eurovision 1981. <laughs> I would pay for that. <laughs> Tell you what, send her over there. Send her over there. She'll do fantastic, Kat, I'm sure. Oh, I think Kat could get with some yeah, yeah, good points. Yeah, she'll, she'll get the crowds up. Yeah, she'll have. The, I think that's what we need at Eurovision. It's what we do. Cats later. Come on, we can't get any worse than some of the ones we've had. No, that's <laughs> impossible. No one's going to beat Inglebird Humperdinck. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you love someone, <laughs> let them know. Remember that? How did he think that was going to win? Why do we always send something that's <laughs> from years and years and years ago, like music wise? <laughs> Everyone else is dead current, and I we know. send. Some terrible ballad. To be fair, the new one doesn't look too bad. I, I think the new one's looking all right. Got promise. Modern, got a bit of promise. Yeah. Not Engelbert Humperdinck, which is always <laughs> a plus. I loved when he was like, they all know me over in yeah. like European countries. Doesn't mean they're going to vote. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to vote for you. They all used to listen to my records. Yeah, in the used 60s. <laughs> those people are probably either in a, like a home or dead. <laughs> Do you remember? It's a Gemini. The two oh. that forgot the words. Love that. <laughs> What's the song? I can't remember. Oh, they they can't. They even. can't even remember it. Yeah. <laughs> baby, baby, bye bye. I think that was how it went. Baby, bye bye. That's kind of like the tune. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the other? <laughs> 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 totally not sold on Connor's rendition. <laughs> This is why I'm not going for Eurovision. I was just thinking of um, that other guy who done the rap. Oh. Yes, with yes. the school kids. That was strange. That was so strange. <laughs> the most disturbing Eurovision entry, I have to say, was that. <laughs> what so about, just remembering them all, the other duo, and they done that, I'm still in love with you, and it was like Great Gatsby style. Oh, yes. And I was like, hmm. And they were kind of like, Postmodern fifties style. We were swing. sending what Eurovision was sending two years previous. <laughs> we had done what I absolutely love about other Eurovision entries, where they kind of haven't caught up with the times. Yeah, we're them now. We're them now. Yeah. Do you remember my favorite Israel's Time Time? <gasps> time Time, time won't, won't let, let me down. down. Love that <laughs> that woman in the background. She's drunk, uh, drunk, so drunk. You know my favourite. Love how this has gone from E20, EastEnders Roundup, to Emma and Connor's favourite Eurovision entries. Back to the show. Back to the show anyway. So Kat, obviously, 
uh, took that as a compliment, I presume. That shit could have been in, you know, a Eurovision entry. And then Mo yeah, decided... these days, is it a compliment? I think it is. I love a bit of Eurovision. I do love a bit. Rise like a phoenix. <laughs> I could still be Conchita worse. I've got the beard for it. I've got the beard for it. I'm going to submit you next year. <gasps> oh, <gasps> why don't we, we do just, it? Yeah, why don't we do it? <gasps> we should. Do you think we should enter Eurovision next year? Sing an EastEnders related song. Oh, everything. That is, what's more English than EastEnders? We sing every week. Exactly. We could definitely represent. E20 for Eurovision. Vote. Vote for work, guys. <laughs> With a new scooch. <laughs> <laughs> Remember. Love scooch. So yeah, at this funeral, back, back to the show. <laughs> Listen, our listeners know it wouldn't be an A20 podcast if we didn't go off track about five million times. They know. They know and they love it. Don't you guys. Please see us do. So back to the funeral. And uh, Shirley hates Suki. Oh yeah, with a passion. I love it. I am. I am it. living for her hatred. But she barely even knows that. That's what I love about it. She's made this judgment within five minutes. I love that. I love that. That is something that we would do. <laughs> <laughs> so on board with this, Shirley. So on board. Because Suki's decided. Bearing in mind, terminal. Yeah, terminal. Five months to live. Terminal. She is going to dig this hole herself. No help. And that's when Shirley's she like, even break a sweat. Nah, that's weird. Yeah, and then she's like, have you seen how much she eats as well? <laughs> it's like, yeah, good point. No one's picking up on that. <laughs> Kathy's keeps serving her like massive playfuls in the cafe. Doesn't, doesn't even bat an eyelid. And obviously, Mo has to fall in the hole. That's classic Mo. That's just Mo all over, isn't it? She brings Face that full comedy. of ashes. Oh God, when Jean opened <laughs> the urn that she'd painted, by the way. Oh, Fantastic. That. Opened it up and all the ashes. Just went everywhere. Do you remember My Strange Addiction? I know exactly what you're on about. Yes. The woman who eats her husband's ashes. Oh my God. It's literally the most greatest thing I've ever seen. Not as great as Pony Play. Not as great as Pony Play. Anyone who hasn't seen the My Strange Addiction, Pony Play, do it. Go and see that. And the woman who licks her cat. Oh yes. That's everything. That's everything. (laughs) (laughs) When she's just like, sometimes I just like to... Oh, it's awful. Also, for those who are just listening. He's licking the mic. I'm licking the mic. So the woman, she, each day, isn't it? Yes, each day. Each day, she well, eats sentence. a bit of the husband's ashes. ashes. It's the way that she's talking about it. And then every now and again, she just put her <laughs> fingers into the urn and just like swallow a mouthful of his ash. <laughs> yeah, she'll be talking to them about everything while eating them. She's cannibalizing her husband. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love how again we've gone off track <laughs> to, to my street addiction. But, you know. That's what happens. So that's what we're saying. Mo fell in the hole. Yeah, Mo fell in the hole. Okay. And <laughs> Jean loved it because Daniel got the last laugh. But Suki was like, look at what you've done. Like, you've made a farce yeah. of this. I was like, I have a bit of sense of you. Calm down, Suki love. It's not even your funeral. And that's when Shirley's had enough. She's yeah. had enough of her. She's seen her eating loads. She's seen her digging holes, being just cranky. Yeah. She's like, nah. I'm not having this. Not having this. Jean, you're being played. And so she tells her. She tells her, Jean's not happy. No, Jean doesn't take a while to share. But. It upset me a bit. Yeah. Because they're like the best friend goals ever. Like, I love them they're, too. They Their can, friendship is everything. They are like everything. So the next scene together, they've made up. It's yeah, all fine. It's all fine. It's all in EastEnders mentality, isn't it? You have a row one minute, next <laughs> minute, you get married. <laughs> Just happens. And Jean's starting to get suspicious herself. Mm. 
I think it was when Shirley said about the eating. Yeah. That's what triggered it for, for Jean, because then Jean started looking and being like, yeah, that is interesting. Mm. I couldn't really eat a thing. And obviously, it's like Jean says, not everyone's like treatment and cancer is it's exactly the same. The same. Yeah. But even she's getting a bit suspicious. And how much strength she had, because yeah. she knew how much strength You'd be exhausted. she had compared. So Detective Jean is on the case. She goes and sees her. Took it into a nice breakfast again. Yeah. She questions her a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we made it quite obvious that she was <laughs> yeah. now starting to question Suki's lies. <laughs> oh, you seem to have finished all of it. Wow. You've eaten an entire full English breakfast and seconds. Uh, you know, I volunteer at the hospital. I can show you around because we get lost in there mm. quite easy. Who is it you see again? And also, do you need me to pick up any prescriptions? I could do yeah, that for you. I love you. this. <laughs> I love when she's How's the like, bed? <laughs> I just love that. She's like on our case like yeah. every five minutes. And she's like, I'll phone the doctors for you, you know. Don't you worry. I'll take you to your, your appointments. Jean takes it next level. She does. She does. She's like, oh, I'm going to go around. I've made chicken surprise. <gasps> it's not sausage. I know. But then she gave this big speech as to why it wasn't sausage. Yes, yes. And I <laughs> classic think, Jean. Classic Jean. And also thoughtful because she didn't quite know what the dietary requirements are. I love the way she went, everyone likes chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she took this time to quiz Vinny, mm. who gave very little answers I at all. I wasn't sure as well, when, were you, when you were watching it, if he knows a bit more or That's, if he doesn't. Yeah, I was like, is he playing like, whoa, Jean's weird? Yeah. Or... Hang on, you're starting to make sense. Why yeah. does she not let me do any of this? Yeah. Because he was saying she's independent. She doesn't let us know anything. We yeah. never pick anything up. So why is she like letting you? I couldn't tell whether he In was... the very little words that he was speaking. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those lines were very limited. Yeah. Poor Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like he came across as didn't know. But I also thought, well, if he was helping his mom lie he will probably say the same thing. So I was mm. a bit like, is he in on the, the secret? Is I don't he think he's one? in. Do you not think? No. No. I think Ash has also showed that she's suspicious. Yeah. So I'm starting to think maybe he was like, firstly, surprised by Jean and what was, what yeah. was happening? She yeah, just yeah. walks it in the just house. randomly you know? turns up with chicken surprise <laughs> yeah. and a bed. And then I think <laughs> he might start thinking, whoa, why haven't you go? But also yeah. actually that makes sense. It does. I mean, it does make sense. Because I don't think any of the boys are in on it, but I think Ash is, we already know, got us us. Oh, yeah, she's on to her. And now with Detective Jean, I'm sure it'll all come out soon. So we kicked off Grey's storyline this week with him polishing his shoes, but not his soul. He was polishing them for such a long time, I thought they were going to fall apart. Very vigorous. Very vigorous. Goodness me. I know. There's nothing left on those. Be careful, you'll go blind doing that. So he was polishing his shoes because he was going to meet his boss. Yeah, who hates him. Absolutely hates him. Absolutely despises the ground that he walks on. I was like, very interesting dynamic because she's very, very authoritative and like, she's very much... Angry. Angry, but also quite demeaning to him. She like Mm. kind of puts him down a bit. And we all know, guys, what he's like about women who even express the slightest bit of an opinion against him. He is not a happy bunny. He's a very nasty man. I just kept having visions of him, like going home and like smashing Chantal mm. all over because of it. Yeah, so his boss reminded him that he brought Leo into the company. But I was like, yeah, he might have recommended him, but you took him on. You signed on. 
And also, you signed Greyon. Yeah. So what does that say about your judgment? <laughs> and she also wanted Kush to plead guilty because she just wanted to get that case away. Which is so inappropriate. Like, what is that saying about, oh, you know, Grey, we have, we have standards to keep. But, <laughs> but can you just infringe on it, like, you know, on those standards just for a second and not, not help Kush out? Because, you know, that's just going to... It's going to be so awkward. So if you can just not do that. You brought down the name of this company. I mean, come on. Your company doesn't even have a good reputation. So she obviously does make him go to Kush. So he's left with no option. He has to go and and say to Kush, listen, I think you should plead guilty. It's going to help Whitney. It's going to help Whitney. You'll also probably not go down for a long time. I think the problem was, was that like with pleading not guilty, it would say he's saying he's innocent. Yeah. Um, but then there's a big footage of him just basically showing <laughs> Leo, Leo off of a building. So that's difficult to sell innocent there. Where at least if you say you're guilty, you're kind of accepting some responsibility. Yeah. So you're not really going to have to face that footage, are you? You'd be like, no, no, I did do bad. Did do bad. So you don't need to get the camera out. I know he didn't mean to, but he, he did actually push him. So yeah. at least doing this, he is coming home. Yeah, he's coming home. He's coming home. Which is a bit weird because then Cap is like really really furious. furious about it and i was a bit like yeah but cat look at it this way you definitely get him back he's not going to do anything more than community service and it's not really going to ruin his name he just works on a, a market stall so it's not going to ruin his chances of a job or anything everyone knows him and what yeah. leo's been up to exactly so you know ultimately i think our like aggression was a bit misplaced i do get why she's protective she obviously loves kush and just wants to protect him but it's the best of a bad situation, I think. I mean, Grace motives for doing it, obviously. <laughs> very, very are wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> but I think that was the best outcome for Kush. Because, I mean, community service or six years. I think community service yeah. is bad. <laughs> and as you say, there is footage. So yeah, exactly. You can't really go not guilty and then not play guilty. footage. Ah, yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> not guilty, Your Honor. I slipped. <laughs> so Grey went and seen Whitney and they were having all those. Did you? Pick up on anything there because obviously after Kush pleads guilty, you rang her as well, and there was there was little hints that hmm. Mm. And when he went to see her originally mm. to talk about it the all, hugged and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. holding, ha- holding would look like they were holding hands. Yeah, did didn't yeah. it? Did didn't it? <laughs> we're like we're like little gossips, and, <laughs> like gossips. Eat, did you see? Eat, did you see? Well, well, we're doing it, Denise. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I definitely think something is on the horizon with them too. Yes, and I've come up with a name. Oh, come well, I've come up with two. Oh, go on then, go on then. So if they do get together, obviously yeah. we're not really going to be shipping them because it's of course not because it's not great. But yeah. they will need a name. I mean, Grey is gorgeous, by the way. The actor who oh, plays yes. him is gorgeous, and anyone would. But <laughs> Grey is a character of scum. Yes, <laughs> he's horrible. Exactly. <laughs> so we can't really be like ship, ship, ship. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Brittany. <laughs> That sounds perfect for them. <laughs> oh, way. My God. But that would go so well with Leo Stoll because wasn't it called something like way? Night night and way. I feel like it was. Oh, my God. They've they been planting it. been planting <gasps> this. Listen, guys. Hashtag way is definitely going to happen. Hashtag way is happening. Actually, I would like to know, does everyone like hashtag Britney or, or hashtag, hashtag way? way? I mean, phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> phonetically. Way sounds nicer on the ears. Yeah. But, but Britney would really sum up that relationship. It would. And it would sell the badness of it very well. Yes. I mean, we all know what Grey's actually like. But I do feel like there's a 
I don't, I don't want to say chemistry, but there's something. Yeah, there is. Between yeah. the two of them. The way they look at each other. There's been lots of little... Oh, it's like, always the little looks, isn't, isn't there? there? Isn't there? The little looks. I don't know what you say the way they look. <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> oh, we're doing it again. Well. Um, but it's also the way that there's been seeds planted. Whitney's final lines kind of before she was being arrested were, I wouldn't be out to have children. Yeah. I'll never have kids again. Gray is obviously obsessed with having a child mm-hmm. again. And obviously Chantel, Chantel brought that back up this week. brought that back up. There's been a lot of like talk of children and family and things lately. I feel like we could be seeing a away or Gritney affair and baby potentially. <gasps> I know. I mean, if they give us that and not Joel as baby, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> I love the extreme. I will die. I will die. <laughs> I will go down Hopefully to not. I need to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so onto the bail hearing. Jack and Max got very dressed up to stand in the little lobby area. And yeah. Tiff, she seems bothered, but also doesn't. Yeah, I love Tiff. <laughs> I, everyone who oh, listens yeah. to us knows we love her. We love her. We love her. We love Keegan. We love Tegan. We're on board with that. Personally, though, I feel like maybe she's kind of veering a little bit too much into the Taylor storylines, Taylor she dramas. Is, yeah. I get that they're, that she's obviously married and she's that's going to be... She's got a family. She's got a family. <laughs> like, I know that obviously Keegan's now her family, but Wit and her have had such a beautiful sisterhood. Yeah, like I would like to see more of it. Yeah, I kind of wanted her to be like fighting Whitney's corner yeah. every five minutes. If, you think, if your sister was in prison, would you be fighting for her? Exactly. You wouldn't be going, fighting for her one minute and then going, actually, I'm just going to have a day out. That's lovely. A good like place to look at their relationship. Go back to when Whitney was with Leo in that hotel room. Tiff was like, right, we're going. We're going to have to go and save her. That is a great Tiff and Wit moment. I mean, obviously, they got there a bit late, but, you know, that aside, um, she did go to rescue her sister. That's what I'm kind of missing from this. I want her to be, like, trying to rescue Whitney. I'm just not getting it. We need it. We do need it. Then again, look at the rest of Whitney's family. You know, Carol's off with her new man. Bianca. Bianca. We've got no (laughs) idea where Bianca is. She's on another cruise or something or... With yeah, that man I just who she like left with, I don't know. I would like to happening. see a more supportive family around Whitney. Yeah. Yes. Will her brother come back? Maybe. Well, I mean, if Tiff's not caring, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. We all more know. More support for Whit. Yeah, I feel like she's just abandoned a bit. I know. The only person who's helping her, I say helping her in quotation marks, <laughs> is Grey. Who didn't do so well when it came to the bail hearing. No. That other woman was getting right on my nerves. Yeah, can we just talk about her? I'm claiming like she was a psycho. I'm like, the way you're going on, you are. I don't know. She was like basically jumping across the flipping tape. I was like, <laughs> love, it's a hearing. It's not a court of law yet. I know. Like, calm, calm your boots down. I know you've watched a few uh, Law and Orders or something. You think you've got to be, you know, <laughs> that blonde lass from Law and Order. You know, when she's like shouting and bawling at the person on the, t- the stand. You're not her. It's not that time yet. It's not that time yet, love. Calm you'll, down. You'll get your chance. In you'll the words of Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. <laughs> You're being too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, that woman as well. How can she even have a case against Whitney? I'm just going to run down a few things. One, Leo's fingerprints are on that knife. Yes. Two, any good autopsy will show how the knife entered his body. Three, he was living in the attic. How is no one aware of the fact that he was living up there? Whatever bucket he was pooing and weaning into up there we certainly will be haven't stinking. found it. But it definitely will be stinking the it place. It will. They'll have a swarm of flies up there. Don't get me started about Martin and Sonia and that living back in it. We'll oh. get onto that later. Oh, we're getting onto that later. Getting onto That's that later. That's weird. That's weird. Oh, and four, the fact 
He was stalking her. There's loads of evidence that he was stalking her. I mean, she even talks about the fact that it's like her, like the abuser's son. Yeah. You know, like, it's and just, it's the way she twisted that. Yeah. I was like, whoa, no. Don't even go there. Don't go there. Don't you dare go there for our wit, because we'll come for free you. Free Whitney, free Whitney, free Whitney, free Whitney. Get onto your MPs. <laughs> Get onto your MPs. Start We've got the them. T-shirts. We've got the T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Off we all go down. Imagine, I'd love Parliament. that. Parliament. We've got like a big banner. <laughs> Me and you leading this crowd of yes. people with like Whitney T-shirts. All Whitney 20s behind <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So... Unfortunately, as we've already said, it kind of didn't go well, the hearing. She brought up that Whitney had left a dead body and went to a boat party. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> Great, solid advice there. Yeah. What was it that you said you'd help, help sort of... <laughs> oh. Great. It's been such a great help to Whitney. Has, hasn't it really has. has, hasn't it? You know what I learned from it? If I ever needed help in any situation, yes. literally any, could be very, very small. Yeah. Mick wouldn't be the first person I call. Probably not. Because it was very much about, I don't actually know what to do. I love when he did that. <laughs> After all of that, where it was just like, we'll just get your glad rags on. Come on, get going. We'll just go out. We'll pretend that's not happening. And then we'll store it out when we get I back. I feel like if I asked Stephen, right, should I wear this outfit tonight or that one? Go naked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Up to you. It's up to you. Wet it. Where should we eat? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like he's one of those. He's the kind of person who, if you were like, should I take this pill? <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. That's clearly what happened to Bex. <laughs> <laughs> Mick was a drug dealer. Mick was a drug dealer. <laughs> it just, wasn't really that woman. Or just peer pressure down doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be like if you you wore the outfit. Like, yes, I like that one. You get halfway to the restaurant. I wish you wore the other one. You look hideous. <laughs> Eat what are you wearing? Be like that, wouldn't it? You took it in your garlic bread. Actually, we shouldn't have picked this restaurant. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I was like, what help are you, Mick, in this situation? <laughs> and he's also covered his own back, like, by lying and things, hasn't he? So that he can basically get off and try and get wit off. But, like, it's not helped. It's I'm weird just so alibi. confused by quite a lot of things because if they've been doing a big search or checking things about this case anyone forensically aware would know that that was an accident yeah anyone that and the whole attic thing i just don't get how they haven't actually yeah. got around to this information yet they just get you know the forensic team in with all their like big suits on you know the big white suit things that they wear they'll be able to know straight away i'm sorry i'm not buying it there is no case lawyer there is no case your honor poor wit goes back to our cell we're fuming we're livid at this point. We were raging at the, sc- at the screen. Raging against the machine. <laughs> <laughs> we were that band that ruined <laughs> Joe McKeldry's <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> Still heartbroken. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> That's not a Christmas song. She's so nice, just back in the whole <laughs> house. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just said sorry to the <laughs> Emma's also an objectophile. She thinks everything's got souls. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that that Christmas for number one where it was them and everyone's just like who are they I hate when I've got a Christmas countdown on and if that comes <laughs> out for Christmas number one I know it's shocking that's not jolly no I mean then again neither of us fairy tale of New York but I love that love a good fairy tale of New York so anyway <laughs> uh, Grey was also having a rubbish time just like Wit because yeah. his boss weirdly 
went into his house. Oh, yeah, know, that was so weird. I'm just passing. Do you know what I'm reminded of? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like on um, Harry Potter when Voldemort just like invades the home. And he just goes like that to the, the gate. He just swishes this one by and the gate just opens it. She did that to the, the door. She's like, the door just opened. How the hell did she get in there? So weird. And she went and dismissed him from work. Oh, I mean, I do love it because the hero went wrong for Whitney, but then completely screwed up Grace's chances of helping but her anyway. What was she dismissing him for? I know this is the thing that I don't understand. It's not going to look more unprofessional for her if she wrongly dismisses someone because she can't blame him for leo or anything exactly she told him what to do with kush if he took her to a tribunal she would lose because let's remember she had the ultimate say on leo exactly it's her fault don't know what is happening so sharon is still feeling sad because denny's died and ian being the guilty man he is cries every time he sees sharon meaning yeah, you're kind of giving away your... It's quite obvious, isn't it? You've done something. I mean, if it was a game of poker, Ian wouldn't win. So Peter had this big thing, like, last week where he was like, I know what you did. I love that Peter came back hating his dad. Can I'm, we just talk so, about that? Confused I'm by so confused by you, Peter. I'm sorry. I know he was like... Why is he home? I know he wasn't Has happy. Has that actually been said yet? Yeah, that's true as well. Like, I'm starting to worry Because Kathy keeps that asking is. if he's staying. Yeah. So was he planning on going back? Is he? Well, I'm worried that he's killed Lauren. Because I highly doubt he was back for Bobby. He wouldn't have got home that quickly. I know. So why did he come back in the first place? It can't be just because of Lauren, because his kid lives over there. Why would you move countries because you've split up with a a person? That's drastic. It's very drastic, isn't it? Like you can't (laughs) stand to be anywhere near them that you go to the other side of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't realize Lauren was so intolerable. Treating her like the plague. <laughs> Treating yeah, her like a coronavirus <laughs> victim, isn't he? Yes. He comes all the way home and he's uh, surrounded by our family. Yes. Can we just talk about Peter's actual hatred, though? I don't understand, right, where the hatred for Ian comes from. I understand that he wasn't happy with the Bobby situation. That's perfectly mm-hmm. reasonable. Killed his But friend. Ian kept going over there to see him. Exactly. And they used to have Skypes and everything. Yeah. I mean, we never saw the Skypes because... You know, it's it's soap soap magic, but busy recasting. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have Ben Hardy, so we couldn't <laughs> do a Skype. Um, like that's completely understandable. But where's this dis- like disgusting hatred come from? He absolutely. I mean, to be fair, Ian is quite bad at the moment. So yes, kind of deserves a little bit of hatred. But I think it's come from the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, Sharon should probably hate Ian. Well, I'm sure she will soon. She will when it comes out. But Peter changed his mind. He thinks Dottie's just being a manipulative self. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Just think that Dottie's, you know, revisiting the time when she used to chuck people in bins. Oh, those days. Love those days. (laughs) Classic Dottie. Classic Dottie. What a champ. I mean, I have to say, I'm loving, loving how our blackmail's brought out. Doc Ian. Never thought that this would ever happen because I know Ian... I was like, Ian's going to put on a leather jacket. Here he comes. Dark Ian. Can we just talk about Ian being dark? I mean, the last time we saw him, it was what? The 90s when he was trying, uh, no, early 2000s when he was sleeping with Janine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Using that prostitute service. So he says that Peter's been around and that, remember, people are going to believe me. I'm an MP. I'm the pillar of the community. Yeah. MP I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Ian. MP with a history <laughs> with uh, prostitutes and um, making terrible decisions, helping cover up your, the murder of your own daughter. Dottie's day gets worse. Yes. Shirley comes in, like, got no business, let's close up. Yeah, I'm like, that. Shirley, how do you know that? Dottie literally turns on a phone and there's all the business. I do love that. <laughs> she's like, 
listen, it's been a slow morning. That's Go it. Home. Business is over. <laughs> Sorry, do you own the arches now, Shirley? I know. That's a bit I'm confused about. Love that, but like she doesn't. Isn't it Ben's? Yes. Is this still a dodgy, is it still a dodgy like arches? Like, is it still operating criminally? Yes, I don't understand. Bound to be. Do you think? Because the other one, the car lot's not, is it? The car lot's the legit business. Is it? I'm confused on where the line <laughs> of good and dark <laughs> is now. It's well, just so it's confusing. the same with some of the characters, I mean, to be fair. When did Ian become a pillar of the community as well? <laughs> so yeah, Dottie turns on the phone. There's a load of business on there. Something else, though. There's something else on there. There's something else. Now, when Denny was locked in the room by Ian, yeah. his phone had no signal. Yes. Because he was trying to send the message to Sharon to say, Ian's locked me in a room. Help, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> and it wasn't sending. Yeah. But he managed to successfully butt dial the archers. Also, how did he do a that? Message. I don't understand how he did that, though, as well. Because, like, did he put his phone back in his pocket? And was it not getting wet? Yeah. How did he butt dial it? Also, how was anyone going to receive these messages? Because, actually, if the phone also was in the water, how would the send, or can this still send? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm very confused. When did that message go through? Was it when the water was up to his neck? Or was it when it was up to his ankles? Like, I just don't know. And also, <laughs> love it. and also, um, I kind of think, I'm still on that bit where I'm like, how did he butt dial it? Like, did he accidentally press it with his fingers? Because I never it, saw him. Because I understand A. So if you're going to ring yeah. someone, it would probably be A. But... If his phone's locked, how yeah. would you? Yeah. You're more likely to emergency call yourself. He was also I've standing. Done that. He was standing. And his clothes didn't seem like tight fitting. Like where it would accidentally press a, a button. It wasn't like he was wearing skinny jeans and like, you know, a lycra top. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it, there's no way he could have dialed it like that. It's so weird. How did he butt dial it? So yes, the butt dialing somehow sent to Dottie. And Dottie is now using it to blackmail Ian. Why did the archers have their own mobile and not a landline? <laughs> I love all the questions. I know. That is exactly my... That's going to cost a lot for someone to, to dial, isn't it, really? Like, let's be real. I know we all have, like, contracts and stuff nowadays, kids. But, like, if you were phoning from, like, a landline just, uh, yourself, like, that's going to cost a bit on your, your phone bill. Hmm. Phoning a mobile. Good question, though. Because most businesses <laughs> sure always have a landline. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Phil. Come on, Ben. I know. But it's not a legit business, I suppose. It's every True. criminal business. Probably a burner phone. So obviously she finds that. Mm-hmm. Time to blackmail Ian. Of course it is. Good old cotton trait, isn't it? <laughs> can just see the Nick cotton in her. You could just see he's looking down on her proud. Oh, definitely. So is. So it. This is something that he would do. If he got that message, he'd definitely be doing this. So she thinks with what Shirley's been saying that Ben doesn't want the arches anymore they're going to close it down so she's not going to have a job anyway because yeah. she was banging on about needing the money and Shirley was like well we're closing and Ben doesn't want this place so perfect blackmail perfect get me the arches how would it be blackmailing though because if Ben doesn't want it he could easily just hand it over yeah and actually I'm thinking if Ian is like Ian is his brother you probably give him a good deal he's not going to be like yeah that'll be three million Ian <laughs> <laughs> I'll have your house. I'll have your wedding rings. <laughs> I say rings because obviously we know he's been down the aisle a few, a few times. times. You take everything. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm a little bit sad 
I am a little bit sad as a classic EastEnders fan that once again they're giving the archers to someone else. It belongs to the Mitchells. It does. It belongs to the Mitchells. I think Ian would probably confess before even going through with the blackmail. True. It seems like he would crack quite easy. I'm confused as to where it's come from because Ben actually never... It's never said this. <laughs> <I've> never <laughs> said it. Yeah, apparently Ben's going to get rid of it. Shirley, when did you Shirley, discuss this? Is come this... on, let's be honest. Has is... he actually said this? Yeah, she's just like, get rid of it. Yeah, Ben's getting rid of it. It's, it's like just... a look for Callum. She just can't be bothered. So oh, she's just... I love that. She's not entertaining it. Yeah, no, get home. Well, it's time to say goodbye to another legacy character. Thankfully, though, this one's not drowning or going out horrifically. She's off travelling. So at the start of the week, Bex broke the news to Martin and Sonia. Martin, mm. in his leather jacket. Yes, I saw that. I was, get that leather jacket off now. Get that off. Get that off now. Get your sheepskin one on. Uh, she said she wanted to go travelling with this random girl who they'd never met. <laughs> yeah. And she'd been getting money off Michelle. Again, weird. Let's take yeah. a moment to remember that Michelle and Bex were both sleeping with Preston. Do you remember that? Michelle's boyfriend. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh. oh. Do you remember they brought Michelle back to make her like basically on the sex offenders register? <laughs> that was weird. It was a very strange choice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. They totally changed Michelle. Yeah. Well, I mean, she always had Bad taste in men. Dead oh, she definitely had that. But I mean, I never saw her, you know, sleep with a student. That was odd. Odd choice. <laughs> odd choice. So when she told them that she was going travelling, mm. they were just casually eating fish and chips right where Leo had died. We tweeted this out because it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They're just so casual and fine about it. He was literally there like a week ago. There was a dead body. <laughs> In that kitchen, lying on the floor, literally only a few inches from where Bex was eating. <laughs> How are they so all right? <gasps> Listen, <gasps> I went to a house viewing, right? And I wouldn't take the house because I knew someone had died in it. There is no way I would even eat near where someone's been. To- I mean, God, it's definitely going to be haunted. The fact that I've actually went into that house so quickly after it's all happened still scares me too. Wait till they find out where he's been living in the attic. Yes, wait until they find that hole. Have they not noticed that as well? You tell me. When I notice a crack in my wall, I'm like, we'll have to get the plaster out for that. They're like, oh, yes. Oh, massive hole in the ceiling. Doesn't really matter. I mean, I'll be scared. Right above Wit's bed. I know, coincidence. So, Bex is all set for travelling. I mean, it felt very much like... Felt rushed. Yeah. It felt like a lot of Bex's storylines, I have to be honest. I really love the history of the character. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's had good stories, but then they never quite land well. I feel like the suicide one was really good, really harrowing, very good build up. It happened. It was shocking, sad. We had all that emotion. And then suddenly it was just like, we're going to do the Dark Martin gangster storyline. Yeah. It went from all about Bex to all about Martin. Yeah. Rather than Martin helping his daughter. And going deck collecting. Yeah, we, yeah, we've now seen Martin deck collecting instead of seeing her kind of deal with the yeah. aftermath of trying to kill. Which to me would be more beneficial. Yes, that's a se- that's a serious topic to me. Yeah, that's something I would like to see tackled. Someone deck collecting. No, no, we should have seen her like trying to deal with the feelings and thoughts yeah. that led to her wanting to take her own life. That is not something that you just do like it's not something you just do and get over say i go talk to someone yes my god we're so great at going to a therapist why didn't we see bex 
I just feel like it was a very missed opportunity. And I feel like that's what's happening here as well with, with her leaving. It's like, again, this storyline, it's because we've not handled the suicide well. We ran out of things for to for Bex to, to do. Let's just quickly whisk her off. She's going on a cruise somewhere or, you know, backpacking. She's going on a gap year. It's like so random. She's so, so random. Suddenly wanted to go traveling. She was suicidal only a few months back. Also, it was really weird because she went to see Dottie about it. Like, oh, I'm going to be leaving. Let's celebrate. Dottie didn't seem to care. Oh, I was just about to say, does everyone, <laughs> does anyone care? No one really no cares. One, no one cares. Also, she didn't decide to tell her new flatmates that she'd moved in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she'd be sharing all the payments with yeah. that she was leaving in I enough love, enough notice. Love that that uh, storyline's lasted lasted <laughs> the test of time, hasn't it? <laughs> it's another one. It's another one. Bex has <laughs> moved in, completely forgotten. Moved out, didn't tell them. I mean, it is sad. And that's what's sad about this whole Bex storyline. Because even when she was telling people, oh, I'm going on a trip. Like you say, no one seemed to care. No, Sonia's Sonia the only one. was the only one. Sonia, so much so, she hid the passport. Yes. I mean, Martin was like, let her go. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> let her go. I'll go debt collecting. You're fun, Beck. <laughs> I loved Sonia, though, because she was pretending that she didn't steal a passport. Yeah. Martin, you know me. I wouldn't do that. Sonia, Martin remembers that you were stealing money from Dot. <laughs> yeah. Sonia, um, you robbed your like grandma, essentially. Still don't know why she was doing that before Christmas. No, we still haven't got an answer of that as well. That's very, <laughs> it's very strange that we're just We now... know why she was doing it after, but not before. We're now forgetting about that, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, that's odd. That's very odd. I did love her reaction when Bex and Martin found it. And she's like, glad you found it. Yeah, we found it in your room. Mm. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Fairies put it there. And then she brought Jack and Max round before they went off to see Wit to try and get them to stop her going. But I loved when she was like, well, she looks up to you. And then went to Max. You, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does she? Does she? I, I never see her have any scenes Interaction. with them. She's kind of like Lexi and Denny. Very mm. rarely speaks to them. I do love when EastEnders <laughs> does this, where they try and convince us, the audience, that characters have had interactions. And we're like, loves. We watch this every week. <laughs> we watch this every night that it's on every week. You can't convince us of anything that didn't happen. She does not give a toss about Jack and Max. And they don't about her. No, the only time Max got involved was when they went to the hospital. Yes, and that was it. And also then they didn't talk about it ever again. So And we bit... asked then, why was Max there? Because... Yes, yes, <laughs> we did then as well. I remember. We were like, all the people who care so much about Bex. Because he was having to go to Stuart, who at the time was... She never he... got to say goodbye to him. Yes, because she actually had a friendship with Stuart. Yeah. That has really annoyed me. Why wouldn't you bring Stuart round? So Max obviously puts all this in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like he wishes he could do that with like Bradley and Abby, but he can't because, yay, Bradley mentioned. Yeah, uh, because mentioned. they've gone. I so mean, Sonia needs to just shut up and get get over get, it. Go, Let go her go. I know. Let her have a Come life. Come on, Dr. Son. Come on. <laughs> and uh, Sonia lets her go. She lets her fly free. So they take her off to the tube. They don't oh, even take her it's off. Devastating. To the blooming airport. There's not even a black cap for us. The blooming tube. Like, come on. I mean, it, if you're going to do the tube, at least do it. Zoe Slayer style, where she takes the sign with her. I mean, come <laughs> on. That's how you do it, loves. And well, say, we did have our Zoe mentioned, didn't we? We did, we did, we did. <gasps> Can you believe Never. that's been 15 years? Oh, my God. Devastating. I feel ancient now. I love Sharon's death glare in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Poor Bexel. 
Not even a Julia's theme. I think no matter what you think of the character, you've got to remember her background. Yes. She is Martin and Sonia's daughter. Remember all of the big storylines she had, like yeah. um, when she got adopted, when so- Sonia kidnapped her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, love that one. Love the kidnapping one. Remember when she lived with Pauline? Yes. Pauline was looking after her. Love how I said her name there. Pauline. But she's been in it for such a long time. She has. And she had such As an a impact. Character. Think about the beginning of her life. Her beginnings was the breakup of Jamie and Sonia. Yes. Because Jamie was clearly not her dad. And he knew this. Um, Martin and Sonia getting back together. Like after all of the drama that went between them. And then deciding they would, you know, try and readopt Bex and things. Then Sonia leaving for Naomi and like ruining our chances with having a relationship with Bex. Like all of this drama we've had. Blue hair Bex. Oh, goth Bex was goth. the best. I loved gothic Bex. <laughs> Bring goth Bex back. The big bullying storyline. That was an enormous storyline. A relationship with Shaquille. Yes. Because that was also very big, wasn't it? Because it was all about, it tackled a bit of revenge porn. Yeah. Remember? Tackled a bit of that before it was even topical, guys. Ultimately, Bex did leave without any sort of fanfare and without a Julius theme. We'll miss you, Bex. Favorite scene of the week goes to Mo falling in the hole. Had to be. Favorite scene of the week. So we asked you on Twitter and Instagram stories who you think deserved a slap in Dan this week. And you said... Grace Grace Boss. Yeah. She's she's scum. She's evil. (laughs) Pure evil. I'm already calling it. I think she's pure evil. She's hired Leo. She's hired Grey. And yes, we can't judge people on the company they keep. But like, let's be real. When she's then telling Grey to like deliberately put pressure on someone to change their play yeah she didn't care about kush's case at all nope and just wanted it out whatever happened to justice is blind you know that that old saying <laughs> the law just it is just the law it's blind and we're confused as to why she went to his house and dismissed him yes yeah, so we had so we had we also asked you your hero of the week and you have decided Jean. Obviously, Jean's the best. Jean has to win. I mean, who else has went to so much effort to help people? Jean's not only organized all of like Daniel's like send off essentially, but also has like been trying to look after Suki and still like being Jean. Like she's still been trying to like make sure our family's all right. You know, she made chicken surprise. Chicken surprise. I mean, that alone deserves a hero of the week. And now she's turning detective Jean. So now it's time for our ratings. And as Jean was hero of the week, we will be rating out of jeans. Sounds like the <laughs> jeans. You know, actual oh, yeah. jeans that you wear. Jeans. Got it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little old meme. That like made. hand-me-downs? Yeah, I <laughs> love that. Oh, jeans. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like genetics. It's just like... <laughs> Oh, jeans. Got, Got it. it. I love it. Demi Lovato. Demi legend. Lovato is a living meme. I love her. I love <laughs> the her. mugs one. Oh, we should do an episode where we rate it out of Demi Lovato's. So this week, we're going to rate it out of jeans. So I think it's going to have to be three, three jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Middle of the road. That's how I'm going to describe this week. Middle of the road. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry, I know like Bex isn't like a massive character to a lot of people. She's not that like massive to us, but she is a legacy character and she deserved a better send off than the tube. So it's time for chapter two. Balam, bins, and shed mannequins. <laughs> yeah, we're proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. As it's a new chapter of our collaborative fan fiction, it means one thing. Time for that theme tune. Welcome, Welcome to E20's fan fiction. It's a tale we tell of secrets and scandals. You've been voting in our polls for what you'd like to see. And we have been writing. There's a lot of drama. There's things we've been hiding, but no Dark Martin. So just like chapter one, it turns out that this one's quite long too. So chapter two will also be split into two halves, just like the last one. So Connell will read half of chapter two this week, and then I'll take over next week. Obviously, we'll dip in and out of different characters. You with know, whatever accents with and what voices I, we can come yeah, up with. Whatever comes out <laughs> of our mouth, it's almost like we're possessed. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like talking in tongues, isn't it? <laughs> so, here it is. Secret Slaters, chapter two. Balam, bins, and shed mannequins. We actually went, yes, when we created that. <laughs> like, so, so good. So, so proud of that. The puns are just <laughs> off the walls. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, I love it. So, sun shined down upon the Vic. Kissing every inch of the red oaken front, setting the golden inscription of its name to sparkle. It had been a few days since they had announced their takeover of the pub, but despite the first night's drama, Emma and Connor were settling in. However, whilst it was business as usual for everyone observing them from the outside, the pair were still being hounded by their past and their phones had not stopped receiving ominous calls and texts i wonder i wonder what that could all be about mm. Emma. i don't know what that's all about each one stung them with fear and worry i'm sure there's an ointment for that <laughs> <laughs> get down to boots get down to boots they'll definitely go go speak that woman at the boots Hit the counter. Hit the boots. Hit the boots. <laughs> Hit the boots. <laughs> <laughs> but they would not, could not, allow their past to ruin their future. This was a new start for them, and they had already begun to make the place feel like their own. They had the builders in, much to Connor's enjoyment. <laughs> Painters, plasterers, and handymen worked tirelessly to rip down the old and forge the new face of the proud, beating heart of Albert Square. I do love, like, that the Queen Vic's just never changed. Yeah. You know, like, the decor really is basically the same. Really, this is what they need. The outsides had a bit of a A facelift every now and then. A little bit of a shush. And insides, Mm. although it's changed, Changed it's still the same. Yeah, it still (laughs) does. It still feels like the kitchen that Peggy and, like, Lisa and everyone sat in years prior. Yeah. Hammers and drills sounded out. (laughs) <laughs> try to like try to like tool sound <laughs> this isn't the sound sound boy <laughs> hammers and drills sounded out filling the vic with their rhythmic tones 
yesterday, Emma had popped to the Mini Mart where Honey's new home furnishing range was all the rage. I'm sure it is. Can you imagine getting your paint from Honey's, <laughs> Honey's Mini Mart? <laughs> Royal Colours and Laura Ashley wallpaper replaced the outdated Lady Dye pink and pastel colours that the previous owners had adored. Fancy chaise lounge, upcycled antique furniture and shabby chic decor adorned the rooms and hallways, transforming the place from an unwelcoming, hollow place (laughs) into a warm and regal dominion. This was their pub. (laughs) (laughs) This was theirs. This was theirs. I love it. So authoritative. I love this next bit. (laughs) (laughs) Emma had a... (laughs) Emma had a wall of previous Vic owners behind the bar with Mick's face now front and centre alongside Peggy, Pat, Dan and Angie. Not out of respect, but as a reminder that this is their pub and the old belong in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Due to them having so much work going on, the pair couldn't deal with the constant drilling and hammering of nails. That would drive me mad. That would drive me mad as well. The noise was growing ever more unbearable. Exactly. Yeah. So instead of lingering in the empty pub, they left Tracy, the loyal Queen Vic legend, behind the bar whilst they went to scope out the scenery. I just love that we've probably been like reclu- recluses for like a whole two or three days. <laughs> like it's Just like sitting there with them doing the drilling. We just sat there. <laughs> just waiting for Connor and Emma to write a new chapter. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it to happen because we've just been here for like three days they they walked across the square towards the market the pair spotted Kat entertaining her customers with her loutish cockney lingo whilst her handsome squeeze Kush bagged up a bunch of carrots having once again been asked to help Martin out god that poor poor bloke eh? whilst he was off doing god knows what same old Martin the pair thought so, <laughs> love how we hate Martin so much. So, Kush is working on two stalls at the same time, bless him. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Kat's helping him out, but. I know, but nah, he is, he's working on two. Again, Martin's just gallivanting off. Where is he? Where is he? Martin, wait for now. As they were ex- inspecting the gear Shrimpy was selling, they heard the unmistakable barter town calls of their nan, who had always been a bit of a female doll boy. What dodgy gear are you flogging this time, Nan? Emma asked as they approached the stall, smirking. Jiggy beggar, there ain't nothing dodge about Mystic Moore's totally organic body scrub. Give it a go. Let it ease the soul and relax those demons on your back. Moore recited, like the script of a BBC drama, albeit devoid of inflection and passion for any of the words leaving her lips. Unfortunately, there isn't enough in these bottles to get rid of you two devils. Connor smiled as his sister picked up a bottle of the fragrant pink glitter solution. Popping off the lid, she had a whiff. Aghast, she recoiled from the bottle, her face contorted as if she had just... As if she just bite down. <laughs> <laughs> I was acting along and then I saw the yeah. spelling error. <laughs> as if she had just bit down... just doing a little bit on air edit just bit down on a sour lemon which then morphed into (laughs) recoiling gaping mouthed silent scream it was the kind of expression one might have if they turn over in bed 
to find a snoring Keith Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I assume, I know no one can see this, but you're basically like, yes, <laughs> perfect. Like that screen oh. picture where yes. the hands. <laughs> yes, definitely. God, certainly no soap and glory, Nan. Emma said, passing the bottle to her brother to have a whiff. God, what's in that? Smells like Odinan slippers. You've been grating your athlete's fl- foot into these again. <laughs> Connor gasped and giggled. Oh, it's me again. <laughs> it's organic. That's how it's meant to smell. <laughs> Mo snapped back as she yanked the bottle from Emma's hand and sent them on their way. Striding away, the pair joked and laughed, leaving their nan to continue her wheeler-dealer flogging of knockoff body wash. To their surprise, it was rather popular. A larger lady bought at least three bottles even after having a smell. Karen, her name was. Or at least that's what that lowlife Martin called her. Oh, who's going Martin? Do you want it for me? Oh, yeah, go on then. Anything to help me, yeah. Uh... Oh, Do you want any help today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want a rest? Anything to give us a bit of a rest. <laughs> Emma, Connor, I haven't seen you in ages. Martin said in Emma's accent. <laughs> <laughs> Martin called over, genuinely excited, as if he had totally forgotten what he had done to their Stacy. Oh, right, yeah. Um, sorry, we're busy. Places to see, people to be. <laughs> you know the use. Connor rambled as the pair trotted off through the stores, turning their back on Martin. <laughs> trotted. Are <laughs> <laughs> we doing the Grand National? Yeah. <laughs> we're like those people of why they call Pony Play. The Pony yes! Play. We're trotting away. Dressing up as latex horses. Feather <laughs> <laughs> just does on more bums off no the one, No wonder my charms are ineffective against Ben in that. <laughs> Trying to seduce people dressed as a horse. <laughs> Making a quick exit from the hustle and bustle of the marketplace, they slipped into the quaint, chalky turquoise entrance of Cathy's calf. Upon entering the greasy spoon of a calf, it was exactly how they imagined, with tables topped by cheap, old-fashioned polyester covers, a 1960s till, and overall outdated feel. But it was perfect. It was just like those calves that their nan used to leave them in whenever she went gambling on the high street amusements. <sighs> That's so nan, isn't it? I feel like, That's so raven. Except, it's a future I can see. Except it. <laughs> That's so nan. It's the future she pretends to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mystic Moo. Mystic Moo. We'll be here all day. <laughs> The tinkling of silver spoons and ceramic teacups chimed through the air, whilst the smell of fried bacon and freshly made scones wafted up their nostrils. Ooh. I know what to send I am hungry. I am a bit hungry now. <laughs> Stomach will start rumbling now when I'm <laughs> yeah. The nerve of him, Emma whispered under her voice. <laughs> How else do you whisper? But still loud. I know, as if Martin thinks he can just get away with treating Stacy like that, like she's nothing. And then be all nicey-nicey with us. The absolute cheek, her brother replied. Shall be, Sonia? <laughs> you want to give it a go? I'll be taking a cafe. You talking about Martin? <laughs> Do you know what's happening, Sonia? You talking about Martin? <laughs> Do you know what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a right personality transplant? <laughs> goes so well it was going so well and then it just totally ruined as soon as I started talking <laughs> I'm not going to do that again a woman scoffed from in front of them 
We thought you were the other woman. Sorry, we just presumed when you sat next to him last night. Emma said, her voice apologetic for presuming such a thing. I love that you're so apologetic towards Dr. Son. Well, she is Dr. Son. I mean, she is. I'm constantly mad at her. No. No, we're ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there because our daughter, our daughter wanted us to play happy families. I don't know what's happening. She's off to uni, you know. Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford. <laughs> Oxford. <laughs> the woman i don't know why like sonia suddenly had a voice change like (laughs) the woman said as she buttoned her coat up over her blue nurse's uniform wow you must be so proud emma exclaimed i'm now just stood there like just ignoring that (laughs) 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 oh sorry love were you talking (laughs) I couldn't understand all that mumbling. Oh, yeah, you're still not in for quite a bit. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, she had a rough time. <laughs> yeah, she had a rough time last year. <laughs> I don't know what's happening now. But things, things are back on track now. I mean, there was that whole buying pills phase. But I don't know why she's turned in her towards you. <laughs> but she's over that now. <laughs> the woman said. <laughs> barely, barely in English. <laughs> glad to hear that to you martin did you hear that (laughs) did you understand that (laughs) (laughs) well it's written in so whether it is or not good good (laughs) so you and martin you said your ancient history good or bad history Emma quizzed. Curious. God, you're such a goss. Such oh, a, yeah. such I'm like, a goss. I'm like Denise. Well. Well. Curious as to what else Martin had been getting up to after breaking their cousin's heart. <laughs> <laughs> it was most okay. Not bad. <laughs> not good. Just okay. We did briefly... Revisit that history after he split from Stace and slept with Ruby. <gasps> the nurse responded as the queue ahead of them began to die down. Ruby? You mean Stacey's friend, Ruby? Ruby Allen? Connor gasped. <gasps> That's the one. <laughs> the timid and friendly woman answered. <laughs> that bitch! Squawked Emma. That cow! Connor shrieked. A lot of things have changed since Stace left. <laughs> He's changed. Running around the square, debt collecting, sleeping with Ruby, pretending to love me, and kidnapping Keanu. <laughs> Martin, seriously? Emma laughed in disbelief. I can't even believe that this is Sonia, let alone that that's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> He's a green grocer, though, Connor howled, joining his sister in collaborative shock and surprise. However, when Sonia didn't flinch or waver, they quickly realised she wasn't joking. Martin had actually gone dark. <gasps> no. no. Heaven forbid. Well, Kat did say this place was dramatic, but this is something else. Emma stated, her voice still unsure of what to make of, her, of these revelations. I'm Sonia, by the way. Are you? <laughs> I don't know who I am. It's not Sonia. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey. 
<laughs> I used to strangle cats and laugh. <laughs> now, now I'm stuck. <laughs> stuck on the other side. <laughs> Doing really bad impersonations of Sonia. <laughs> The nurse said, introducing herself with a gentle handshake. Emma, and this is my brother, Connor. I love that, Emma. (laughs) Emma. (laughs) Emma. (laughs) Emma. (laughs) You just start saying your own name, (laughs) like every other word. Emma. 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 (laughs) Emma. What would you like to eat? It's like, well, Emma. Well. (laughs) Emma. Emma. Emma reciprocated. (laughs) A tall and aged, yet youthful, unnaturally youthful, Woman with straight blonde hair, tied up into a ponytail and wearing a blue apron over her Primark jumper, handed over a cup of hot tea and a bacon roll. This must be Kathy, Emma thought. So smart. <laughs> no, say you you've got to you absorb everything. You absorb everything. Oh, here we go. Chevy Kathy. Yeah, go on. Would you like me to, to be, be the Kathy? <laughs> you have to be, don't you? There'll be one perfect. <laughs> Help me one pound fifty. Don't help me. It's just going to work. I love it. So the decrepit, like, ghost of a mummy. Help me one pound fifty. Said smoking. Fifty a day. Sonia opened her purse, and the look of worry was visible in her eyes. Her fingers anxiously twiddled through the different compartments. But it was clear she didn't have the 50p. Oh, gosh. It just feels so bad. I know. Don't worry about that. This is on us. Emma said, placing the coins in Kathy's eager hands. <laughs> Gaffy <laughs> man, calm down. She's <laughs> like, grasping out. <laughs> she like, give us that change. <laughs> I think you're getting out here without giving me my coin. <laughs> pay me. Get in the back if you don't know how to pay. You'll be doing some dishwashing. <laughs> <laughs> Love has become a Geordie now. <laughs> and if you need to chat, or you know, you just want to get plastered, consider yourself welcome any time around the back. I just start thinking of consider yourself at, at home. home. Consider yourself one, one of the family. family. I love that family. Family. <laughs> and consider yourself welcome any time around the Vic. Drinks on us. Connor offered. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know what's happening now. I forgot how I did that. <laughs> well, no rest for the wicked. Better get back to the ward. It was lovely meeting you, Sonia said, in her non-Sonia voice, <laughs> before <laughs> taking a sip of her tea and exiting behind the pair. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the Kathy's just come back in that break. She's just yeah, had a smoke. <laughs> 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 It's nice to see some good old East End generosity. Wow, we're great actors. <laughs> why aren't we hired? <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> the calf owner said, Well, we've always been into community spirit. You have to be when your gran is Big Mo. The living incarnation of Cockney culture and market stall scamming. Yeah, Emma replied. Oh, you must be the, <laughs> the new owners of the Vic. My son Ben told me. <laughs> I'm ancient too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. 
<laughs> That's where we are now. The apron-wearing woman said as she wiped down the counters with a cloth. Ah, so you must be Ben's mum. I see. I've, I see now. <laughs> just, just, just a little on air edit there. I see now where he gets his good looks from. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Connor replied as he placed a delicate kiss upon Kathy's <laughs> hand. <laughs> as though she was royalty. So creepy. <laughs> Listen, I've got to show respect to the elderly. <laughs> Take my hands. <laughs> he also said... <laughs> Charmer. <laughs> My great, 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 great grandson <laughs> also said the same. It's been 84 years <laughs> since Kathy was let out. Since Kathy spoke, she's not had a bottle of water <laughs> since 1992. <laughs> she lives off cigarette smoke. <laughs> How do you think she keeps her figure? <laughs> 20 a day. 20 a day and not a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, God. Who says, I know. I can't breathe. Who says? I'm going flipping lightheaded now. Same. Ooh, calm down. There we go. <laughs> That's my brother, all right. Can I just say how much I love these travel mugs? I'll take one and could I have a hot chocolate in it, please? Emma said. She picked up the vibrant, pink-lidded, blue travel cup, emblazoned with Kathy's own logo. She's such a businesswoman. What about you, handsome? <laughs> the crypt keeper said. <laughs> <laughs> how does anyone do Kathy's voice? I don't know how. What about <laughs> what about you, handsome? <laughs> Why does she always sound like she smoked twenty thousand a day? <laughs> nah, no one could do Kathy's voice. It's impossible. The cafe. Uh, actually, if anyone's listening and wants to do a Kathy's oh, voice, oh, if you want to, please, please send them in. Please send them in. Get in touch. Send <laughs> send, send voice messages. Send some voice messages. <laughs> if you e- want a chance to read Kathy's lines, e twenty podcast at outlook dot com. <laughs> <laughs> the cafe owner asked, "I think I will have a can of your famous K-pop." The leanly built lad replied, pointing to Kathy's all brand Coke. Coming right up. That's a bit better. <laughs> that was a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit better. Kathy brightens my day. Kathy smiled, her face beaming with friendly charm. Connor took a sip of Kathy's own brand cola. And to be fair, it was just as good as the real thing. I've got to run off, sis. Got to put those bins out, Connor said. I wouldn't bother. They've not been around for ages. Seriously, rats everywhere. And don't even get me started on the smell, Kathy said as she passed over. Emma's hot chocolate and a leaflet. Smell? I thought that was just Nan's natural aroma. Connor joked, but then his smile fell as he looked to his sister. Haunted was the only way to describe the look upon her face. Whatever she had read upon that leaflet had turned her skin pale and filled her eyes with terror and shock. What could possibly drain the colour from his sister's face? A woman not afraid of anyone or anything. Fortnightly bin collections? Emma screamed, her voice startling an elderly black gentleman so badly that he dropped his cup of tea all over the floor. This has got to be a joke, 
Connor stated as he snatched the pamphlet from his sister's grip, his heart not daring to believe what she had just said. How are we meant to run the pub? Think of the smell! Emma fretted, her voice trembling with worry. Where will the builders put all the waste? Connor gasped, his anxiety rising with each word that passed his lip. Lips. (laughs) (laughs) Emma, this is serious. We need to get this sorted. I'll contact the local MP or else we will be up to our eyes in bin bags. The mousy brown-haired girl assured her brother, trying to calm his palpitations and panic. I wouldn't bother, love. He's my son and he doesn't do much. Even I didn't vote for him. Besides, this isn't the first time. When our Louis was born, there was nowhere to put the dirty nappies. Cathy explained. She was just about to prepare Emma's hot chocolate when disaster struck. The lights went out. Without warning, without reason, all the power in the square disappeared. Oh my God, what now? Yelled Emma. This is ridiculous, Connor declared. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the next thing. It gets <laughs> us every time. <laughs> without the lights. <laughs> the rats will come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scary vermin. <laughs> Think of the rats. Kathy lamented. I told you we should have chosen Portugal, the green-eyed lad said, looking to his sister with a I-told-you-so look. Is everyone all right? A masculine voice boomed behind (laughs) them. That sounded awfully effeminate. (laughs) The pair rolled their eyes. Even in the dark, their disdain was visible. They knew that voice. It was Martin. What do you want? Emma hissed, no longer caring to pretend that they like him or trying to avoid confronting the little love rat. It's everywhere. One of your builders hit a main and overloaded the whole system. Martin stated. Oh, I knew you'd blame us. How would you know? You sell apples and pears, not energy. Connor snapped back. Listen, I've got a spare generator in my shed. I'll go fetch it. Martin replied. Yeah, and we can all go back to the Vic. I'll get the piano out. We can all huddle together for warmth, sing old timey tunes and bring back them. Golden good old days, the skinny lad joked. That's a great idea. Emma smirked. I was joking, her brother replied. No, seriously, that's a great idea. It's not like anyone will be working without power. Pop the drinks on, discount. Get everyone in, more punters than we can count. That's easy coin. The young Vic Omen. Oh. <laughs> the Omen? <laughs> the, the Omen. <laughs> the evil devil Ooh, child. I'm haunting the Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Emma said. The satanic No, seriously, (laughs) that's a great idea. (laughs) The young Vic owner explained. And if you're getting the piano out, I know a fella who can play a tune. The tall, fallen greengrocer interjected. And I've got a ton of bacon rolls and sausage rolls. They're just lying there warming. I'll fetch them over. Kathy added. Emma's going to have no voice after this. I know, but you, you've <laughs> literally got that moment that we all dread where we're playing about four different characters. And Kathy's really takes it out. Yeah. I mean, it's not even good. I might as well stop. <laughs> <laughs> well then, it's sorted then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Emma announced. Martin, you go fetch the generator. Kathy, Con, everyone else in here, go spread the word. Come to the Vic. We have food and drink. Oh, and safety from the rats and the flood of household waste. The young woman decreed. As Martin made his way out of the cafe, Emma sent a look to her brother. 
I wonder what else he has in that shed. Remember, we don't know who's messing with us. I wouldn't put it past him. Not after what Son said about him changing, Emma said, her voice full of suspicion. You go. I'll hold the fort at the Vic. But please, don't be long. If the fella Martin was talking about is who I think it is, then I won't be able to handle his singing for longer than an hour. Her brother <laughs> smiled. Why do you think I'm off to the shed? She smirked. And we'll leave it there for now, but we'll be back next week for Chapter 2, Part 2. This week's episode was sponsored by Bex's Guide to Travelling. If you need a getaway, or maybe you just need a getaway from your mum and those pesky flatmates that you've just moved in with, go to Bex's Guide to Travelling. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.